the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. We're glad you're listening in. I'm Ben South here with Danny Smith. It's going to be a fun conversation today. Danny, how are you? Hey, Ben, I am doing great. Always glad to uh, be on the podcast with you and to uh, uh, Ben and I always spend probably 20 minutes before we hit record just catching up. And so uh, it's always good to hang out, catch up and uh, talk a little shop ministry wise and uh, so things are good here. How are you? We're good. We're doing well. Easter is past us now. And so we are following up from that and we are just heading headlong into summer, but it's going to be a good season of ministry. God's doing some good stuff around here. Uh, exciting about our church where God's got us and some possibilities that are on the horizon that I don't know the answers to yet, but just some real ministry possibilities that are are coming. But also, we're still kind of around here. We're dealing with a lot of storm follow-up because the tornadoes went through not too far from where our church is a couple of weeks ago. And so we're still working with that and, and just loving on people and serving where we can. Yeah, that was uh, that was really difficult to watch. You know, obviously being a an Arkansas guy myself, just uh, having to live out west, you know, we watched a lot of that. So, yeah, it, it's a weird time of the year. I feel like this time between Easter and, say, the start of summer, maybe Memorial Day weekend, because there's there's really some, why calendar-wise, what is that, about an eight, seven, eight-week time frame typically. And, you know, people are ready to, to get out of town for vacation course, I saw somebody the other day with a vacation Bible school registration thing uh, on their uh, on their page already. And but, you know, you've got Mother's Day coming up. You've got Memorial Day coming up. You've got graduations coming up. Now, I'm celebrating a wedding anniversary in July, but I even feel like the last of May you start getting in the wedding season. So there's a whole lot of whole lot of just weird kind of different um activities coming up and and really it, it kind of got me to thinking Ben maybe something we could kick around you know if you are um, engaged as a chair two leader maybe you teach every week a Sunday school class maybe you uh, uh maybe your church is part of a larger series of messages it can be a little difficult knowing how to kind of play that off as you get ready for summer uh, because you do you have the Mother's Day you do have the Memorial Day where you know tons of people are going to be out of town you have the graduation weekends um, so there's a lot of maybe one-offs, if we could call, uh, call it that. So maybe we could talk about how do we choose uh, on those either one-off weekends or uh, series as a whole. You know, Ben, even, even stuff like maybe you write a blog, maybe you do a podcast. How do you choose um, how much involved you should get, how long-term you should go, how does the short term play into it? So maybe we could kick this idea around of really how do we choose these subjects and these topics uh, in a season where there seems to be a lot of one off weekends coming up? Yeah, this topic even came out of us just talking how to decide what to talk about on the podcast. Like, what do you talk about when you don't know what to talk about? And you feel like you've already talked about everything and there's not, hey, this is the thing that's coming up. Because like I know when I'm teaching or preaching, it's much easier week to week to week 
when I'm in a series or it's a study that I know what's coming up the next few weeks. That makes it so much easier to prepare and plan ahead. But it's those one, like you said, the one-off type sermons or lessons that make it more challenging. Where do you choose from? So I, I think we could just talk through how we, so what are some you know strategies for doing that? Before we dive into that, though, we want to encourage you to go visit our sponsor, Central Baptist College is a great place for you to go to get your degree, to complete your degree. They have multiple options where you can finish the training that you need to succeed in ministry. You can check out their PACE adult degree completion program or even their traditional program. They want to see you succeed in ministry where you are. And it's a school that was founded on Christian ideals. And so we want you to go check out our sponsor. They're a great friend of the podcast. Go see them today at cbc.edu. Someone will contact you and let you know how you can finish your degree, finish your training, or encourage students to check out Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas. Yeah, we're always thankful for our sponsor. You know, Ben, thinking about those one-off weekends, uh, you know, kind of one of the first things that comes to mind when I just think back to some experience as a chair one leader, but really in that chair two as well. Um, I think the first thing is just being okay with the fact that your sermon series can be adjusted. I know there are some guys that plan out their entire year um, of sermons, say last fall for 2023. Maybe they're going to start meeting this fall for 2024. And I think just giving yourself permission to say, you know what, there are times it's okay to either shorten it up, um, there it's okay to extend it out if I need to. And I think in these one-offs, um, I don't think we want to be a slave to that piece of paper that says, no, 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 I'm supposed to preach uh, you know, through the gospel of John for 65 Sundays. And if I miss one here in May for this, well, that's going to put me off for the start. It's okay. And I, I think sometimes just giving ourselves permission um, to, um, to to break away from that uh, from that schedule is good. You know, Dave Ramsey on the budgeting stuff says, right, write it in pencil. And maybe writing our schedule out sermon-wise, teaching series-wise, blogging-wise, podcasting-wise, Write it in pencil, knowing that there are adjustments that you can make. It's okay. Your people will forgive you. Yeah, and I think there are some even cultural moments that warrant us to pause the plan sometimes and and maybe do that one sermon. I think one of those things I would say specifically is like, and that would be a local context if there's a disaster, like the tornadoes that went through Central Arkansas recently, or a, a tragedy that happens locally that really affects the the ministry or your class or your church, those are some places you may need to pull up and say, oh, I know that's what we were intended to speak about. That's what the lesson said, but we may need to address this issue today and offer comfort or encouragement or a challenge in a specific area based upon circumstances locally and maybe even just within your congregation. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I always think of, uh, you mentioned the tornadoes, uh, I've heard Tim Keller speak about kind of the Sunday after 9-11, right? Just everything that that it just kind of derailed whatever plans that, you know, the city or the country had in those moments. Yeah, there's those cultural moments. And then I think there's those church cultural moments where you realize, man, maybe we just need a break from this series. These one-offs can provide a little bit of a built-in break for you. Maybe you even planned for that. Maybe you looked ahead and thought, you know, I, I know where you're at, Ben. Not only do you have a, a pretty large high school, but in your county, you've got three or four high schools. You've got three colleges in your town. 
I mean, there's a two week stretch there where there's a, a lot of people in town and there's a lot of people uh, kind of a lot of moving parts with that. So you can see these as a built-in break for your church. Um, you know, I, we try not to name names on these podcasts, so I certainly won't. There, there are really two types of, of, of ministers being, I think there are some who take pride in preaching through a book, the Bible and cramming as many teaching lessons or sermons and, you know, bragging about, man, we're on sermon or lesson, dot, dot, dot. And you're like, oh my goodness, man, I, I don't think I could get that many sermons out of, you know, five books. Yes. But then there we're are those message are number, like, we're in message number 14 on John 3, 16a. You know? yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. You're like, uh, what are you saying the same thing over and over again, <laughs> right? And and then there are some pastors who's like, yeah, we just preached through the entire book of Psalms in six weeks. And it's like, now, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> how did you do that in six weeks? I think it's a great time to evaluate maybe even how you structure out um, your uh, your teaching series. Um, and I think this is good for your people, too, because it gives them a chance to reevaluate. A, do we need a break from that? And B, how are we putting this together? Maybe last fall when I was you know, on a staff retreat or I was sitting at my house, my office, putting this sermon series together. Uh, it just doesn't match up. So I think you're right. I think there's cultural moments and I think there's church culture uh, with the end that says maybe we just need a little break right here. Maybe we can build in some some different studies. Uh, you know, not a lot of churches do Sunday morning, Sunday night. Being one thing I did, and this is more of a chair one thing. So this is a little less applicable to, to our chair two folks, but when I was a, a chair one leader, senior pastor, I got to a point where my Sunday morning service and the Sunday night service typically went hand in hand rather than trying to come up with something totally different. And that did allow me to spend a little more time, especially on a passage that was more difficult. So, yeah, maybe there's a way that you can um, use your schedule instead of trying to schedule three different things. Maybe you can schedule one thing and do it three different ways really well. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I think you've got those context, local context times when you need to maybe pull away and do a one-off type thing. But I think there's those other times then when maybe you get the call and say, hey, can you come preach for me this weekend? I need to be out of town. Or the last minute, hey, can you preach? I'm planning to this, do your own thing. Or, you know, or you're teaching a, a one-time lesson. Or you're speaking at a, I'm thinking specifically, context I had recently where a, a men's breakfast, it's a one-time thing. I'm not going to be in that role for months again, maybe. What do you, what do you do? How do you choose those type topics or, or passages to teach or preach from? Yeah. You know, I've always heard athletic directors keep a, a list of potential coaches in their, in their uh, desk drawer, right. For when their coach leaves, I think there's probably some wisdom and, um, and we've talked about journaling. We've talked about quiet time, whatever we want to phrase that. I think that's one of the beautiful things about keeping a, a journal is it allows you to not only have your own time with the Lord personally, but I think it allows you to, to keep some of those thoughts down. There's been some times being I've grabbed the journal, kind of read back through and and saw something that, uh, that either I, I wrote about or put some thoughts down that became... Um, kind of the the basis of a devotional like you're talking about at a men's breakfast or um, some type of one-off sermon that you've got to preach. I think, um, you know, keeping a, a journal, keeping a, a list of even ideas, I think, right, you know, it, 
it's a discipline to sit down daily or, or weekly to, to do some writing. Um, and we're not asking, you know, everybody to be, you know, a prolific writer, but I think writing those ideas down in a journal and a Bible saying, man, I want to, I want to explore this idea. So somewhat off of our hearts a little bit, but I, I think keeping that list um, of devotional thoughts that you write down for yourself can serve as a way to look back and go, hey, I've got this one time to preach, or maybe it's a revival you've been asked to preach at, and it's three or four sermons or three or four lessons as a youth camp you're speaking at. Yeah, that, that journal could be a great way to have some of those thoughts already there. You might still need to flesh them out a little bit, but I think that's one way for sure. Yeah, I think when you have those opportunities, especially if it's like, especially not a sermon, but more like a devotional or just a you know, maybe in the city or a group, a lot of just speak from the overflow, speak from what God is teaching you where you're in the passage right now. Don't overthink it. You don't always have to have this, you know, presentation or a speech that's going or a devotional that's going to just wow everybody and just blow them out of the water with presenting radically new uh, takes or views or ways to say something. Sometimes just the simple truths are all we need to present. Um, and, and make sure that we're just doing it concisely, clearly, faithful to Scripture through it. Um, but just speak over the overflow. What's God teaching you? What's what's a verse that spoke to you? And just speak out of the overflow of your heart versus having to do multiple deep new preparation every time. I think that's a good habit. What you mentioned about journaling, I think, is good, too, because uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier was even writing blogs or if you're a writer or want to become that. Get in the habit of just making notes. And, and just putting it in. Now, I have a little blog. I occasionally will write something every now and then. It's more my my way of recording my thoughts as much as trying to have a platform or anything or something that people would read. But what I do is anytime I have a thought, hey, this would be something good to write about sometime, I'll go in there and I'll just start a document. And any of the ideas I have at that point, I just put them down. And it may be weeks or months before I go back and actually write that idea out, but it, it just kind of records it for me. So I think kind of that journaling you said is a good idea when you have these thoughts, hey, this would be a good thing to teach on. This would make a great devotional thought. This would make a good blog. This would make a good article. Go put those down somewhere where you can come back to it when you need it. And it's that old principle I, I heard when we were in college that, you know, if you want to preach somewhere, get some sermons ready to preach. If you want to teach somewhere, get some lessons ready to teach. Always be ready with something so you're not having to do it. It's amazing that when you do have something prepared to present God's word, God gives you opportunity to present it. So, so always have something ready to say. Yeah, I love that. You know, one thing my uh, one thing my wife does, um, she uh, she has to do case notes for uh, different uh, people that she sees through her job, and she'll have a session with somebody and when she gets in the car, she'll pull her phone out because she didn't have the ability to sit down right then and write all those case notes out. She'll hit the record button on her phone. She'll, she'll just basically right there, talk out. Okay. Here's what happened in our session. Here's how it went. Here's the recommendations. Here's the plan of action, whatever it may be. So same thing. You might not be a writer, but uh, listen, just uh, get your phone out and you're driving along. You have an idea Throw it on that voice recorder, very similar uh, process. Now, Ben, you, you talked about like keeping a, a document and stuff like that. Um, how does how does just simply reading, how does that play into, uh, you know, I, I know for me, the more I read, the more ideas kind of 
tend to, I didn't think about that, or maybe I disagree with that. And, you know, I think reading is another way to, to cultivate kind of that, that thought process, that overflow. How have you, uh, how have you seen that happen uh, for you? Well, I think that is true. And I think you'll see it. A lot of people who are writers are also prolific readers because you just stay in that mindset of print and and communicating through the written word because there is an, a kind of an art to that. Uh, so I think those two, two things are going to go hand in hand, but it just keeps your mind fresh. It just keeps you constantly thinking and uh, aware of sentence structure, even simple things like that, that you're probably not even conscious that you're getting, but you're growing your own ability to write as you read. So I, I think if you want to teach, you want to write, reading and, and constantly putting things into your tool belt, so to speak, will help you do that. As a preacher or a teacher, I mean, you need to be constantly listening to multiple different people speak and teach. And one of the things with listening to multiple people, and this may not even be the topic, but I'll just say this anyway. Um, if you're constantly only listening to one voice, unconsciously, you're probably going to start sounding like that one person. But as you listen to multiple preachers, multiple teachers who are faithful to scripture, you're going to pick up pieces here and there. And through that process, you're going to develop your own voice, your own sound and style of teaching and preaching, picking up little parts from, from everyone else by exposing yourself to multiple uh, types of teachers and speakers and uh, written resources. So it's going to help develop you as who God has created you to be as a preacher or a teacher or a speaker. Yeah, I love that. I think that's exactly right. Uh, that multiple uh, people to listen to and to engage with, which also brings up the importance of, I think, being with other local ministers. There's times, you know, being that, that, you know, I've been at association meetings or some type of denominational meeting. And uh, maybe you've been praying through, I just, I don't know when I finish this book of the Bible, where to go to or what topic to go to. My, my small group leaders are starting to ask me about, you know, the fall or whatever it may be. And it could, this is the value and the benefit of associating with other churches, other ministers. It's because sometimes you, God will use something another church is maybe using or teaching to go, hey, I think that could be helpful. Maybe not the exact same thing. Um, certainly we're not saying print their stuff off the internet and just teach it verbatim. But <laughs> I know, I'm sure, uh, I hope that doesn't uh, happen often. But, you know, we, uh, the, the prolific, well, it's prolific, all that stuff out there. But yeah, I think sometimes God can use just the association with other ministers, with other churches to help you kind of narrow down some of those choices. Well, I'll be honest, I teach every week just about at our church, um, preach occasionally, speak at other places. But it is a rare occasion when I'm teaching or speaking or preaching anywhere that something I, that I read in a book or an article or had a conversation I had that previous week that was not like directly part of the study for that present for that speaking or teaching but something from else another source either conversation or book or article works its way into the teaching that week just because of proximity I think God just works that out sometimes that he makes puts you in the path of things you need and hear in order to more clearly present his word yeah, and you know what? There are times 
that somebody else has said it better, just quote and just let them know, <laughs> let your folks know like, hey, I heard the pastor down the road say this in a sermon Sunday uh, that I was listening to or in a meeting. He said it best. And I want us to talk about that subject. Don't be afraid to give credit. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. Just give credit. Just be forthright and give credit because more times than not, somebody's going to find out if you stole it uh, off the Internet anyway. And um, so but it, it is one of those things that, hey, don't be afraid to go. Hey, listen, you know, today I want to talk about this because, you know, my friend and I, we were talking about this as we were walking the other day or as we were having breakfast. And I thought this would be a really helpful thing for our group to talk about. Well, and here's, I think, just a tip for teaching and preaching, too. When you quote others, what you can do in that moment is help guide and shepherd your people to other faithful teachers and preachers. So if I quote from someone who I'm like, you know, there's a lot of questionable stuff they say. They got this one quote right. I might say something like I heard this week or I've read before and not necessarily give the name. But if it's from someone who is a faithful teacher and preacher and I've got an idea or a quote from them, I'm going to mention the name of that person because I know it's somebody I think I, I would say you can trust this person. This is where I'm getting teaching from. This is faithful for you as well. So it's kind of a, a discipleship thing you can do in, in the uh, pattern of teaching, in the, that process of teaching anyway to help them say, okay, here's some other people that are good and faithful to listen to. So be careful when you do mention names, but do give credit and say, hey, I got it from somewhere else if it's not yours. But you, that becomes a teaching discipleship moment and teaching them here are some other faithful teachers of the word. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I, I do think that's some wise uh, um, caveats there about how we quote and use uh, other people. And so... Ben, do you guys, um, you know, how, how does it, what about something that's pre-packaged? Maybe we just finished up by saying that. So, so maybe it's not a teaching series that you've written. Maybe it's a curriculum you're using from some publishing house. Um, any thoughts about how we can make adjustments there? Because a lot of times that's less flexible, right? I mean, that's already printed on a page. Your standing order for the next three months is going to be coming in. Is that where you just chalk it up to say, Hey, I know we were. I know this curriculum has been studying this particular thing, but like you said, there's a cultural moment, there's a church culture moment, there's just something God's put into your life that you feel like. I mean, do you just own it and move on, or do you try to stretch it out? Is it yes and yes, no and no? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, as an education guy, um, I have some strong thoughts on this, and I could probably talk for twenty minutes straight just without interruption on doing this. Suffice so you're saying, say, if I may interrupt it, you're saying that we just found another topic. Let's write there this you down. Go, there journal, you go. But that's probably something we could talk on. Uh, my view overall is, especially if you're going through a series, a curriculum series, you know, if you're doing something that's more plug and play and we're watching a video, you're pretty much committing to that, whatever they do. But if it's a curriculum and you're teaching it, my view is that that is the starting point. That's the guy that kind of puts you on the trajectory where you need to go. And, you know, I tell my teachers when we, we talk about the curriculum, I say, look, this is the outline, the starting point. It's getting us all in the same place. But everybody may kind of, you know, burrow down in a different part of the lesson, and depending on your age group, the context where you are, the culture and climate of your class, who the age group, the life stage, all those things are going to impact differently. So my opinion is that a curriculum is the guide 
the teacher is the one who is the one who is getting us down that path. So um, the curriculum is the path. The guide's getting us safely down that path. And sometimes you may need to step to the side because there's a log in the in the path. If you're, you know, if you're hiking and there's a log in the path, you can either go over it or around it. And the guide is the one who helps you navigate that. So that's the role of the teacher. So I'm not a hard, fast, you've got to teach everything it says exactly like it says every week. I'm, I'm more of a, hey, this is the path we're heading. Let's all get there together. Some of us may have a little bit of different, you know, way we step on the way there. I think that's really a great way to think about that kind of plug and play curriculum that it's a guide. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to, uh, uh, to, to, to let that just be the thing every single week. Instead, letting it just be an overall discipleship tool for yeah. your people. And now, stuff like that. now, if you're committing to, hey, we're doing a video series for six weeks, I mean, with that plug and play, you're going to be pretty much, you know, committed to what they're doing. You bet. Yeah. Now you can add to it. You can supplement depending on the type of curriculum, but you're going to have to, you, yeah. that's why you need to watch that. So we probably should talk about this in the future. Yeah. Plug and play. I was say, versus, this is really, this is going to um, develop into a nice podcast. It will be. So we'll just kind of stop it there, but uh, it's the guide is what I was yeah, saying. I so, like it. No, I think it's a great, great word of wisdom. Let's wrap it up for today. Kind of where we saw this. So we're teaching, preaching through, what do we do on those one Sundays? I think we admitted first, there are some times you need to back up and because of either local context or cultural moments, you need to stop and, and speak to an issue or a subject or there's something that needs to be addressed. But two, don't feel like um, you're slave to what you were doing in that. You, you can't. It's OK to do that. And then a lot of times speak from the overflow of your heart. Speak from what God is teaching you and be ready to have other things to teach. Be ready to speak at a moment's notice if you need to. Have a word from the Lord, what the Lord is teaching you. Be ready. It's that being instant, in season and out of season to have a word to say. And then sometimes just have that simple, basic truth because we need to hear them again and again. Yeah, no, that's so good. Thank you so much. That's really good to share. And we all need to be reminded of it. I don't know if you've ever had a dream like this, but I've had a dream where I've had to get up and speak and I didn't know what I was going to speak about. Like I had just found out and it's terrifying. So maybe. It, I yes, had, I have, but it wasn't so much a dream as reality. <laughs> and I, Well, I was going to, I didn't want to go there. I didn't. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's been times I've been unprepared and you walk into the building going, probably should have uh, prepared a little more beforehand for this. And, and, and this is another rabbit trail. I said, there's been times I've walked in thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about or speak about. And in the process of conversations of the day or the moment, God just shows, no, here's, we need to take that's this exactly path. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Or we just need to spend a lot of time in prayer and forget the lesson today. You um, And we need to address them. And some of those you may not know until the moment. Um, so really undergirding all this conversation. And I know we wrapped up a couple of minutes ago, but <laughs> this uh, is our third wrap up here. This is our third wrap up really undergirding all this. We just, we need to people, we need to be people. We need to be ministers who walk with the Lord who are spirit filled. And yeah, in those moments, just trust that the spirit of God will lead us to say the right things at the right moment in the right way so that it encourages the people of God to be faithful and obedient to the Lord. And because uh, at the end of the day, it's okay. It's all in God's timing, everything that's happened.
That's right. I couldn't have said it better myself. So thanks for listening in to Chair Two Leaders this week. We hope you'll like and follow and comment wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps other people find us. We hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair Two Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.